0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of If the Phrase Fits. You might be wondering why I'm playing some different music at the start than I usually do. It's because the theme of this show is idioms based on the theme of sports. You might recognize that song as Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And that's exactly the sport I'm going to start with, baseball. Our first idiom is ballpark figure." Ballpark, of course, refers to the place in which baseball is played, that is, the baseball field and the seats or stands around it. Figure here means some kind of number. And the idiom, a ballpark figure, means a rough estimate of something. In other words, it's an approximate amount, not an exact amount. Let's say you attend an event, like a baseball game. Someone might ask you, how many people were at the game? Now you most likely did not count the exact number of people attending the game. But you might give a ballpark figure of about 40,000 people. It's not exact. It's a rough guess. As it turns out, my example may be a good indication of exactly how the expression ballpark figure originated. That is, some websites I saw say that the phrase came about because commentators at baseball games would look around stadiums to give listeners and viewers a rough estimate of the crowd size. The website EnglishGrammarLessons.com, however, says that the expression actually comes from an earlier phrase, which is in the ballpark. If someone is in the ballpark, they are close to being correct. For instance, if someone is 30 years old, And a friend guesses that she is 28 years old, she might answer that he is in the ballpark because 28 is pretty close to 30. That way, she doesn't have to reveal her true age. Anyway, getting back to the origin of these idioms. That same website I mentioned states that the first use of ballpark figure dates back to around 1962. However, that's not the only theory about the origin of in the ballpark. According to a site called edamonline.com, it was first recorded in 1954. 1954? That's not even in the ballpark of 1962. Not only that, this website suggests it was connected to the use of atomic weapons, not baseball. I got this description from Wiktionary, and I quote... In 1950, a scientific paper related to the U.S. Atomic Program and or Ballistic Missile Development decides on a range the area of a standard baseball park as an on-target area for a desired missile landing. Thus, a missile that lands in the ballpark was considered sufficiently accurate, for nuclear weapons at least. Wow, that kind of blows my mind. The second idiom I want to look at is an idiom that may also have originated from a ball game, possibly baseball again. It's on the ball. If you say that someone is on the ball, you're saying that they are smart, aware, competent, and likely open to new ideas and trends. Let's say you have a new coworker. We'll call her Mandy. If Mandy notices some mistakes in a report and fixes them, you might express your admiration for her by saying, hey, Mandy is really on the ball a similar phrase is with it. So I could also say that Mandy is really with it. A website named theidioms.com says it started being used in the 1900s and it is a shorter version of the phrase keep your eye on the ball which may go back to 1864. If you tell people to keep their eye on the ball you're telling them to focus on the important things. In all kinds of sports such as tennis, football, both American and British, it's important to keep your eye on the ball. After all, if you don't, that ball might whack you right in the head. Apparently, according to various websites, there are also some other interesting possible origins of this idiom, but those other ones are apparently likely not correct, so I'm not going to discuss those. After all, I need to keep my eye on the ball. Okay. Here's the third idiom of this episode, it's also got ball in it, it's drop the ball. If you drop the ball, you either make a mistake or miss an opportunity, especially at some critical moment. Sometimes we warn others and say, this is a good chance, don't drop the ball. Maybe someone has an opportunity to sign a new client by impressing him with a good presentation. However, because he was totally unprepared for the presentation, he made a lot of mistakes and made a bad impression. Because of that, maybe the company lost the deal. Now that guy really dropped the ball. It's similar to the phrase, blow it. No, I don't mean blow air into a ball. I mean to drop the ball. No, I mean, anyway, you, you get my point. It's not hard to believe this expression also comes from a ball sport. The last thing an American football or baseball player, or a rugby or cricket player for that matter, wants to do is drop the ball. Dictionary.com says that the use of drop the ball, meaning to make some kind of error, began around 1950, which is what the American Heritage Dictionary of Idioms also says. However, I saw on the website Stack Exchange that someone did a search on Google Books and found a reference to drop the ball from a man named Marcus Goodrich in a book called Delilah, which was published in 1941. That person also noted that drop the ball was mentioned several times in a 1946 book by Richard Calhoun. Well, before I get accused of dropping the ball on this idiom, I think it's best to move on to the fourth idiom of the episode. This one has another ball in it, but it's not a baseball, it's a tennis ball. The expression is, the ball is in your court. Actually, the ball could be in his court, her court, or my court, I suppose. The main thing is that whoever's court the ball is in, it's up to them, or it's their responsibility. According to that book I mentioned before, the American Heritage Dictionary, Of idioms, this expression comes from tennis. This makes sense. In games like tennis, squash, and ping pong, when the ball is in your court, it's your job to hit it back. The writer of that publication, Christine Ammer, says it started being used in the latter part of the 20th century. Other sites I saw seem to back that up. GrammarMonster.com says it became popular to mean it's someone's responsibility around 1970. Another site I saw stated it was first used in the literal sense, meaning, hey, hit that ball back to me, it's in your court, in the early 1900s. Time to introduce the fifth and final idiom for this episode. It's give it your best shot. That just means to try your best to do something. You might say, Tony tried really hard to become a famous singer. He failed, but he gave it his best shot. Loser. No, that is just a joke. We should applaud Tony for doing his best. So when did we first start saying this idiom and when? The Free Dictionary tells us it was originally a military term. It says that according to the American writer William Sapphire, the phrase best shot meant a soldier who could most accurately shoot the enemy in the 16th century. However, the Free Dictionary also notes that shot was only used to mean a try or attempt beginning in the middle of the 18th century. The American Heritage Dictionary of Idioms backs that up by saying it only started in the 1700s to be used that way. Sites such as the idioms.com note there is no clear origin of this expression. The Free Dictionary says there are also other theories that give it one's best shot is connected to billiards or perhaps boxing. Meanwhile, the website englishclub.com lists hunting as the origin of that phrase, but offers no other details as far as I could tell. Still confused about the origin of the idiom? Yeah, me too. But at least I gave it my best shot. Loser. Let's go! So, on? let's rewind and review the idioms we looked at in this episode. First, we had ballpark figure, which means you are not exactly giving a correct number, but you're pretty close. A similar idiom is in the ballpark, which kind of means you're close. The second idiom I discussed was on the ball, which is used to talk about a person who is intelligent, alert, and knows what's going on. Then I looked at another expression with ball, drop the ball, meaning to make some kind of mistake that makes you fail or lose an opportunity. If you drop the ball, you blow it. The fourth idiom was the balls in your court. If the ball's in your court, it means that it's your turn or responsibility to do something. And finally, I told you about the possible origin of give it your best shot, which means to try your best to achieve something. That brings me to the end of our sports-themed episode. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Zapsplat for the sound. Here's that old song, Take Me Out to the Ball Game Again. If you'd like to suggest an idiom or other phrase for my podcast or if you want to make a comment, please contact me at ifthephrasefits.com. Take care and see you next episode.